What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Andrew Lanza. Welcome to Buffs and Nerfs, presented by The Mindful Finder. This podcast will be hosted by myself and Sam Hall. Sam and I will explore the cultural significance of video games and examine their artistic merit and how it reflects the industry as a whole. So sit back and enjoy Buffs and Nerfs. And as always, a subscribe and positive rating on this or anything you've listened to would be greatly appreciated. Hey guys, welcome to Buffs and Nerfs. I'm your host, Andrew Lanza, and with us we have Sam Hall. What's going on, Sam? Ah, you know. Oh, I guess you don't. You asked me. Uh, I'm doing well. Get getting by. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. So I thought for this episode, uh, for our second episode, we talk a little bit about um, just kind of our journey growing up through uh, video games. So, in the podcast, we've talked about uh, already um, some of our favorite games growing up, but this is gonna be more of uh, looking at it from a. Uh, um, kind of a console perspective versus PC not you know we're not going to do like a we're not going to be doing the console wars or whatever but uh Sam grew up uh playing PC games his whole life pretty much um while I definitely was very much like a console gamer growing up so we're going to take a look at that and just kind of uh see you know maybe some of the differences some of the similarities explore that have fun with it um so I guess to just start us off like at the beginning where when how old were you when you started playing video games? What what did you play on the first time? Hit me with it. Okay, I think the first video game I ever played was a. Uh, it didn't even really have a name. It was uh, it came on a five and a half inch floppy disk, and it was basically ASCII text Pac Man, where Pac Man was the little sort of smiley face ASCII icon, and the uh, uh, the dots were just like end of sentence periods and the maze was made up of like i think like l's and underscores and stuff like that um and the first computer i played it on was i don't even know what it's called this would have been uh probably sometime early in the 80s and or mid 80s mid 80s and it was just basically it looked like a giant suitcase that my mom brought home from work that had on <laughs> one of the short long sides a little monitor and a five and a half inch uh, floppy drive and stuff like that. And I played that. I played another game that I think was called Castle. That was one of my first release games on that, I think. It's all kind of a haze until I got my like 486 at the end of the 80s, I suppose. That's pretty rad. Um, I didn't like, so what year was this? Sorry. I'm mm. sorry if, if you, if you mentioned that I may have missed it. No. Um. Okay. It, it had to be before 86. So my guess was, since it was based on Pac-Man, and Pac-Man I don't think came out until 83, it was somewhere in between there. So maybe 83 with Pac-Man? Somewhere in there. Anyways, I think it was probably 84 or 85 would be my guess. Okay, cool, cool. For me, as I think the first time I ever played a video game was at my friend, at the time, I believe I was four I went to my friend Nick Kim's house, and he had this thing called the uh, called a Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I remember this guy slapped in Mario, and like my mind was blown that I I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like this guy was controlling the little guy on the screen. Like you could move it around, you could jump, and then I got to play it, and like my mind was blown. I remember I asked him. <laughs> I remember I asked him if like it does money come out because I saw all the points coming up and I thought I thought for some reason you got money 
So I have like to... from the like from the console and just suddenly start shooting out quarters. I don't Seems know, like a terrible man. business plan, but that would have been great. It would have been so dope if your Nintendo paid for itself. If you're just good at Mario, but yeah, as I said, I was literally four years old. So like I, you know, I didn't know how the world worked, but my mind was blown. And then after that, dude pulls out fucking Duck Hunt. And I'm shooting the TV that like it went from my mind was blown playing Mario. I was like, this is amazing to actually shooting a light gun at the screen, shooting these fucking ducks and, and these like clay, uh, the clay discs and shit. Like, yeah, my mind was absolutely blown. Like, I, and ever since then, I, I remember that first time I was like, I'd always be like, oh, I want to go back to Nick. Uh, let's go back to Nick's house. Let's go back to Nick's house. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't get enough. I just feel bad for Nick's parents who had to clean up all the brains that were being exploded all over that place, apparently. But it, it does actually remind me of something. I think I may have actually played an Atari 2600 at some point, and that was probably before the computer that became my first true introduction to gaming. But I, I just have a vague memory at some point playing, and I think it was probably before I played that thing. But I don't really count it. See, I remember, I remember playing um, the Atari. I probably it was a twenty six. I I don't remember, but th- I already played it. Um, I think I already had a Super Nintendo at the time, so I remember playing an Atari, being like, "This is garbo." Like I thought it was absolute trash, and like I'm sure I played like a couple shitty games, but I know I played like the big ones, like Space Invaders and and Centipede and stuff, and I was like, "Nope, can't like this. This is not for me. Like I don't like this." I want, I want like, the new games. I want, like, the Sega and the, the Super Nintendo. But, I don't know, I, I just couldn't get into them. And now, like, you know, I've, I've gone back in, in uh, kind of more recent times, you know, playing, like, a, like a, an arcade collection or whatever. And, like, you know, they're, they're fun. They're not without their charm. But uh, I, don't, I definitely don't have, like, the nostalgia for, like, the Atari like some people do. Yeah, I just actually looked it up. The Atari was released in 1977, apparently. Gosh, that's a long time ago. Um, I did play on that. But I, I, I had the sort of the same impression. I remember going like, this is okay, I guess. You know, not really having much of an impact on me when I played it. It wasn't until that ASCII text Pac-Man that I suddenly, my mind said, oh, oh, I could spend hours just sitting here engaging this screen with my keyboard and activity kind of thing. Like, that That was mm-hmm. technically may not have been my first video game, but I'm going to call it my first video game. Okay, so now let me ask you this. What was your, like, first like you have your home computer, you you bought a game or whatever, or acquired it by other means. What's like the first game you remember being like, yes, like I'm playing this game at home. Um, I would think the first game that I really got into on the PC was Civilization by Sid Meier, and it was Microprose, I believe the company was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like. I, I actually, my dad bought it. He was definitely like a computer game person to a certain extent before uh, I was. I, 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 he would play and I would play the games that he got home. Me and my sister would play those games as well. And Civilization was the first game where it was like, I don't know if you've ever played one of these games, but it's the classic kind of, oh, I'm just going to do one more turn. I'm just going to build like one more mm-hmm. like uh, temple and then I'm going to just move my troops over here. And then, oh my God, it's three in the morning. I mean, I was, I, I was not old enough to be up at three in the morning at that point but i definitely remember spending hours that was the first game that i was solidly like addicted to when it came out and then later railroad tycoon right afterwards see i I can't remember which came first i never um got into civ the only game 
that would be comparable. Well, I mean, I mean, I've played like other RTSs, but I played the um, I played the shit out of uh, Star Wars Battlegrounds back in the day, which was like based on the Civ engine, but just like reskinned with um, like Star Wars. And man, that was like that game was like my first experience like with like a like a classic LAN party. Like I remember going to my buddy's house and there was a bunch of us and we would like, you know, classic we had like the fucking two L of Mountain Dew, we had like a bag of Doritos, we're like smoking bowls out of my buddy's fucking basement window and just yeah, just playing playing um Star Wars Battlegrounds till uh God knows when. Same thing probably like three in the morning, man. Like crazy times, fun fun times. Yeah, but well, so I sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just have two responses to that. First of all, and here's where I'm going to come across as a snob. By you already me. did, don't worry. Go on. Oh, good. Excellent. My reputation is maintained. Hello, Palm Beach. Civilization is a 4X turn-based strategy game. It's not an RTS real-time strategy game. Oh, excuse me. My apologies. No, 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 no that's all right. But it's funny you talk about LAN party. I, It was strange. I knew people who played PC games, but PC gaming did have LAN parties, especially by the time I got into high school in the 90s. But my first memory of a LAN party was going to my friend's workplace, my friend's dad's workplace. And when we got there, there was like standing around for 45 minutes while they tried to get Doom working on the network and they couldn't get to work. So uh... it, it was heartbreaking. Like we were, I knew I played Doom at home. But I'm like, oh, I get to play Doom with other people. This will be amazing. And it just didn't come to pass. It was, it was a sad day in history. I mean, I'm sure worse things happened that day somewhere in the world, but not to, I'm guessing like 12 year old Sam. It's pretty heavy. I could, I I would be super let down if there was promise of doom, and then that promise of doom was taken away. I I would be uh yeah it would it would be it would be a rough day for 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 little me there. Um, but as far as the first game that I like remember like playing on a home console, um, I know I've I've talked about it on the cast before, but uh, I got uh, the Super Nintendo, uh, nineteen ninety two Christmas Day, um, and that was a big fucking deal for me. Like, it, like I remember my parents at the time even being like, you know, like, we know you want a Super Nintendo. I don't know. We I don't know if we can do it this year, blah, blah, blah. And we, like, opened all our presents, and they, like, snuck last one. They had one last big package that they busted out, and it was the, uh, the SNES. And I remember my dad setting it up the next day, and I just remember the whole time I was, like, convinced, like, it wasn't going to work. Like, I'm like, oh, it's not going to work on our TV. Like, I don't know. And then I remember he hooked it up. <laughs> and then and then we started like first thing the pack in game was uh Super Mario World. Me and my bro kicked back on like, you know, Christmas day, like Christmas morning, playing some Super Mario World, like couldn't have been happier. I'd played it already a little bit at like friends houses and stuff because it already had been out like the SNES had already been out for a few months, but uh yeah, like just starting your own save file, get like getting it going, like I had never like that was my first time being like, "All right, this is my guy. You know what I mean? Like, th like this, this Mario, this save file. Like, here we go. Like, I'm starting this adventure. Because again, I've I'd always played games at friends' houses and stuff, but like, I never had the save file. You know what I mean? I was always like trying out a game. So like, that was definitely a big, um, how to put it? Like, it's like a big, big milestone, I guess, in like in like the game in like my gaming life. Well, actually, I have a question for you. So. On the PC, you had save files, and you could save multiple saves and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. if I was working on a civilization, my dad was working on a civilization, uh, we didn't have to overwrite each other or anything like that. 
on consoles, how did that work? Like, did you and your brother have one save file you were sharing, or could you also, like, I, you had your run through uh, Mario World, Super Mario World, or whatever it is, and your brother had his own run? How'd that work? Honestly, it varied game by game for, for consoles. Some games, they had, like, a battery pack, and you could, like, save on it, and you would have anywhere from, like, one save to this the the game in question super mario world had i believe three saves i'm pretty sure so you could do have like three different files so i remember i had one my brother had one and then we had one together but as far as that yeah sometimes there was a battery save sometimes there was like the password save like you know you'd be a level like Mega Man style or fucking yeah, zo- yeah, zombies ate my neighbor and they'd give you like a password and then you like find out all the good passwords like you, you go you open up those like game magazines in the in like shoppers drug mart and you got your like pad of paper and you're like writing down cheat codes in fucking shoppers drug mart yeah so i guess yeah the the, the biggest thing is i'd probably say those were the two biggest things overall what like what kind of games would you say were you, you mentioned rts or sorry for what would you call it four turn uh 4x strategy games 4x strategy games so what, what would you say you like gravitated towards like like in your youth um on the pc what were some games that you like really really gravitated towards and were some of your favorites well strategy games were always a favorite of mine uh civilization the entire civilization series i've played i think i missed civ 4 or something but that's much later uh, the Master of Orion series was great. Master of Orion 1 and Master of Orion 2 are fantastic. Master of Orion what, what, what are those? like an Excel spreadsheet. Sorry, what? what? What are those games about? I've never heard of them. Civilization in Space, basically. Those are actually... No, those were turn-based as well. Um, it's the same concept as Civilization. You start off with a single star system, you colonize that, you build, like, shipyards and food manufacturing things and then you expand further and you explore other stars which isn't really much different than exploring other continents or lands within the civilization game but what was neat about that was um especially in master ryan 2 i think it was there in master ryan was uh prior to that game it in civilization it didn't matter whether you played as the russians the americans the mongols the chinese the indians the gameplay was exactly the same what master ryan introduced was something that became a staple of later civilization games where the f- alien race you chose had an impact on how you play. Like uh, the Clackon were this race of ant-like creatures that were very good at manufacturing, but I think they weren't good at uh, research or something like that. And there was a race that was good Are at Are they kind research. of like Zergs? Uh, when I say ant-like creatures, if I remember correctly, they in the Middle East Master Ant 2, I believe, they looked like just giant ants. I mean, no, they weren't Zergs. Zergs uh, from StarCraft, you're talking more about just a mindless horde. There, was no, there wasn't really a race like that, I don't think. But yeah, so uh, Master Ryan was a big one. Um, I played a lot of the Gold Box D&D series back in the day. Uh, then, I mean, at... After that, I didn't really start becoming a hardcore PC gamer until, like, high school or something like that, and I'm trying to think. I played a ton of games, actually. It's just, I can't really remember them all. They're all kind of blur, unfortunately. Yes, I, I, I can appreciate that. Um, Yeah, for me, I don't know. It was it was always just console games. Like, like growing up, tons of Super Nintendo games, uh, tons of games. All the, the popular ones in our household were uh ones where my brother and i could play at the same time like i'm not talking about like mario you like he would take a turn i would take a turn he would like you know what i mean so that was fine but like games like um you know nhl 94 um like the nhl Mm -hmm. games for ea um donkey kong sorry not donkey kong excuse me um mario kart um yeah i mean and, and donkey kong too to a lesser extent you kind of play at the same time um 
but um yeah and then just other games like zombies and my neighbors i mentioned earlier that was a huge one because you could play at the same time that was a lot of fun lucas i Arts. have never heard of that game i've heard of every time you've talked about but i've never heard of a game called zombies it's Save definitely my it's a, it's a little bit more um hmm. it's, it's not like unknown but it's definitely not like as big it's super cool it's um so it's very much homage to like um like old horror movies like you know frankenstein and wolfman and the mummy and all that kind of stuff and like you play as two characters and you have to go around like saving neighbors pretty much so you're like you're in different places you're like in the shopping mall you're like in in a you know in a neighborhood you're in a mummy's tomb whatever and you have to like go around and like save all these uh different neighbors before they get eaten by zombies and uh yeah it's just good two-player co-op there it's like a lot of fun there's a bunch of like different weapons the weapons are silly you use like squirt guns and like you have like soda can grenades and um yeah it's like kind of like isometric top down and you're both on the same screen at the same time and yeah it's just it's just a lot of fun good bosses and stuff there's like a giant baby that you have to fight that takes way too much ammo but yeah and so as i said so growing up a lot of games um were were ones that my brother and I could play. Definitely as I got older though, my brother uh didn't play games as much. Well like I definitely continued playing games. And then kinda you know, then then the RPGs started coming out. I definitely got into RPGs. Um what was the first one I played? I believe Final Fantasy Four. It's Final Fan uh Final Fantasy Four Japan, Final Fantasy Two here, I believe was the first RPG and then that opened You up. didn't play Zelda initially? I thought that was like the everyone's entry. Yeah, I did, I did. You're right. That I mean, that's more of like an adventure RPG. While I'm talking about like more like JRPG, like turn-based stuff. So like, um, right. right. De- oh, definitely my entry point would actually be now that I think about it would be um Super Mario. Before before that, I didn't want to play an RPG game. I'd be like, ah, there's too much talking. There's too much reading. I don't like this game. Like, ah, there's all it's all menus. Like, I want to shoot stuff. I want to slash stuff. But then Mario RPG definitely was the one that was like, all right. This is a good game. I, I get it now. There's strategy. Like, I like this turn-based. And then that's what led me into Final Fantasy and um, Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. Any other games that you could think of that that, that really come to your mind that, that you played that while growing up that, like, really shaped your, your opinion of gaming? Even, like, a little bit older, too. Well, okay, if we're talking when I'm old, like, when I got out of high school, this will date me. Uh, I, when I was working in the late 90s, uh, Deus Ex came out, and that's a fantastic game. That's, like one of the best PC games ever made, and if you can stomach the very blocky, low-poly world that it is, it's still eminently playable today. It's got, it's, it was one of the first games which had the, it didn't have a completely open world, it was more like large open sections, like the neighborhood of an area around Statue of Liberty at one point, and you can decide, oh, I'm gonna go in guns blazing and kill everybody, or, oh, I'm gonna sneak around and knock everybody out, and, or I'm gonna just sneak past people and hopefully they won't see me. It was, it was an interesting game that way, because it, it allowed so many variations of playstyles, and that led on to other games. Uh, oh, uh, the Thief series, Thief 1 and 2. Um, but yeah, beyond that, it was... The problem was PC games were very expensive. I don't know how they were for consoles growing up, but... Mm, like, about 80, games... uh, 80 bucks, usually 60, oh, okay. 60 to 80 bucks, I'd say. Yeah, 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 it was like always like 85 plus tax was the price of a PC game. Uh, again, dollars Canadian. Uh... And that was not necessarily a hindrance outright, like I never only got one a year or something, but it definitely was like I, for especially when I was younger, I was at the mercy of my parents. Fortunately, my dad liked games, so he'd probably buy me one <laughs> for Christmas and my birthday, and then he'd also buy a couple games himself over the years. So. Oh man, that, I wish. Mm. Um, dude, it was great. 
it was great having like a parent who understood your thing and then understood why you were up for like an hour past bedtime doing whatever and civilization and stuff. Were like there that. ever? Oh, my grades were terrible, by the way, unrelated. Were Were there ever times where you like got up for like a glass of water in the middle of the night and there was like dad on his like fucking like ninetieth turn of Civ? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My dad, <laughs> uh, he wouldn't. My dad's always been like, this is okay. We're gonna get into my family. My dad's uh always been kind of like having an afternoon nap, going to bed early kind of guy, wake up early sort of thing. But there were days I remember like coming down at like around 11 or midnight or something like that, and he'd be playing a game or something like that. I don't think he was quite into it to the same extent I was, obviously. He had other interests like cycling and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, he. I definitely remember once in a while seeing him playing in the wee hours kind of thing, especially for Railroad Tycoon. My dad uh, grew up in England, so he was like a huge train spotting fan. Not heroin, the actual, like, joy of train spotting like oh there's an engine 652 flying dutchman i can't believe i saw it do you like would he record that information in like a train spotting book or is it just like oh yeah he had like a journal um really one of his like i okay this podcast is now about video games and sam's father (laughs) um i'm okay with that the, the the one story he tells me is like uh he was at king's cross station in london and some like super impressive like locomotive or whatever i have no i can't remember what it was but he told me like he, he was just sort of sitting there because what they would do is they'd like take the engine number at the front just write it down on book and it was like a, it's like a bird watching book or something yeah, yeah it's like yeah. oh i saw this and uh, apparently like the engineer like let him jump onto the uh engine then he drove the engine back the length of the platform or something like that which i guess is like 100 yards or something damn um and like that was the highlight of my dad's youth that's what happens when England is post-war and has not a lot of money to spend on its kids and entertainment. Hey, man, that's that, that's that's a great story, though. I didn't know that like train spotting was a thing other than like a book slash movie. Oh, you just thought it was like slang for heroin use or something? I don't know. I don't know. I thought hmm? I don't know. I honestly I, never I don't really think gave I would it know that much thought. My dad hadn't brought it up. Did your father ever play any of the console games? Like, did your parents ever say, oh, like, let me check out this Nintendo thing you could seem to be into? They, like, my mom would, like, hop on Mario once in a while, and I remember, like, playing with my dad in, um, like, Street Fighter or, like, Mortal Kombat once in a while, but for them it was, like, a joke. Like, they were like, ah, ha, ha, like, let me try this out. It was never, like, cool, like, I'm playing video play games E-Honda? with you. Did my dad play E-Honda? No, he always, um, who did he play it? I think he played. Uh, I think he played uh, Chun Li for for the memes. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, We're learning so much about our fathers today. I know. Welcome to video game and father chat with Andrew and Sam. It's nice though. It's like a nice yeah, little fireside cool. chat. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna shift it back to video games though. Um, so being a PC gamer, you, I'm sure a lot of your friends had um, consoles. Was there ever a game that you were like, "Fuck!" Like I really wish I could play that game. Um, looking at, you know, either commercials or whatever. I didn't know a lot of people who had consoles growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of my friends, the few friends who were into video games were PC gamers as well. I don't, like, it's kind of weird when I look back on it because we were the right age and the right target to have Super Nintendos, the first Playstations, even that kind of thing. But almost everyone I knew played PC games, but that wasn't, oh, we're PC gamers, we hang out together. It was like, we're a bunch of friends. Some of us happened to play PC games. I guess we were nerds. I'm trying to think with consoles. I think the first, well, the first console game that I saw and played that I was like, oh, I want to get this. I need a console. 
was GoldenEye, and I am old enough that I was working at the time, so like, oh, I want to get this, and I have a job, and the job gives me money. I now own this. Nice, uh, nice. Capitalism. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, growing up, I was definitely, I remember a lot of times getting, like, video game magazines, and, mm -hmm. like, they would have, like, crazy ads for, like, graphics cards and stuff, and I was just like... Oh, yeah, they were ridiculous. Yeah, and I remember, like, like looking at them and being like, oh, like, PC gaming, like, what's that all about? And then I remember, like, going to, like, Future Shop and stuff, and they'd have, like, all these, like, crazy, like, mu like mice? Mouses? Mice? Yeah. I think they mice is the plural of mouse, both yeah. the mammal and the peripheral yeah so yeah, they had like all this like crazy shit and like graphics cards and i remember always just like looking at it with wonder and then being like like those were like where the good games were played you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. that's where I'd, I'd always want to play stuff like doom and like wolfenstein um and like i did get a taste of that at friends houses like i definitely did play like wolfenstein and doom and um Both stuff classics. like yeah, like Unreal Tournament, yep. and um, what, what else? Like, um, oh, I remember, I remember going to my one buddy's house. This was already in high school, but like going over there a lot and playing Counter Strike. He was like the first person, um, who, like that I knew that had a specific gaming cons, like gaming PC. Excuse me. Like it wasn't. Oh, it's the family computer. Yeah. You can play games on it. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that, that was like my first friend that that I really knew that like had like a specific gaming console. I remember I used to go to his house like all the time when you fucking play Counter Strike. Just so much Counter Strike back in the day. But yeah. So like I got like a taste of those games, and I did have a PC. Like I got a PC in like middle school, but it was shit. Like I could still play like Half Life, and I could still play like um like uh starcraft and stuff like that but like i it was like really shitty quality what else did i play like command and conquer red alert and stuff like a lot of like i don't know, like need for speed so i did get like a taste of pc gaming but it was always very much secondary to um to to, to like our super nintendo console well, it's funny, your whole experience of seeing these things, those cards and those images going, like, oh my god, if I had a Voodoo Graphics 16, this would be the greatest. Yeah. You basically had the PC gamer experience, you just didn't have a PC. Uh, that's what it was like for me. We had, my computer was not, I never had, like, a computer designed for gaming until maybe, like, 2001 or two, like, the early 2000s. I was using, like, family computers when in high school and stuff like that, and... I think when I moved out of there, I my parents gave me the old family computer kind of thing. It was fine; you could play some games, but it was. I had the same experience you did, where you were like looking at the magazines. You're like, oh, these graphics—they're just jumping off the page of me. I, I know, and they always show this. those compare. They show like the comparisons yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's funny, actually. Sorry, I have to touch on one thing because you brought this up. Go ahead. Go I ahead. love today when like they show the comparison between like PC and Xbox Three uh, and well not Three Sixty, I guess the Xbox Phone or B One or whatever it is. And the PS4, and I'm always like, yeah, I guess they're technically different, but this is not really a selling point anymore. Um, that's yeah, that's the thing. Now everybody, it's it's now more about um, like frames, I'd say performance, like, yeah, rather yeah. than fidelity. Yeah, it's like now everybody's like, does it do ray tracing? How many frames does it get? Blah 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 blah, and like you know, having a little like a little bit more resolution on a texture at you know. 30 yards away is not going to make a difference so yeah um but yeah it's, no that's not that's that's interesting though but yeah i mean i it was it, it was it was always this kind of when i was growing up i guess almost like this mystical world of like 
ooh, like PC games, like like there's that's that's like that's for the big boys, you know. That's that's where the big boys play. Is well, always... I would say that's. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Jump no, in I there. would say that's for the where the rich boys play. Like I definitely. <laughs> Like, I knew some kids who were wealthier than me and uh, had PC games, and they definitely had systems. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm running this sort of thing. But, yeah, that, uh, that, guy, that guy whose house, sorry, just quickly, that guy whose house mm-hmm. I went to every day to play Counter-Strike who had a gaming PC, definitely well off. But anyway, go on. Well, I would say one of the weird things, well, not weird, but different than console gaming for PC was grant playing PC, you didn't have that kind of, hey, come on over to my place and we'll play Half-Life. You know, it was like, oh, by the way, excellent mention of Half-Life. I completely forgot about that, but that was a great game. Uh, so much it fun. Was sort of, it, it was sort of like you would be, oh, what games do you have? Can I borrow your copy? Or, yeah, I'll loan you this for that, that kind of thing. And you would mm-hmm. exchange games, so you'd play one game thing. But um, you never really had people come over to play a game. Like, once in a while, you go over to a friend's house and they would, you'd say, oh, this is what game playing cool but you weren't like okay let's sit down for six hours and hot seat civilization or something like that so i'm I'm gonna say that kind of lends almost more to the location of the device i feel like back in the day like everybody back in the day it's like you had the computer room you know what i mean it's Mm. like or like you had like a room like a part of a room that was like for the computer like you don't i don't know dining room for me for some reason was always in the dining room yeah and it's always kind of just like off to the side whatever and it's like you know you're sitting on chairs like if you want to have your friends over you got to bring over the chairs from the kitchen and while a console is in the living room it's more inviting you got the couches you got the coffee table everybody's chilled out so i just i don't know why but i just feel like that kind of comfort comfortability and location in a house kind of lends itself to, to to that discrepancy between the two well i also find that's very true by the way yeah it was always like the pc was set up like in a corner of the living room if you were lucky but even then it was on its own desk and chair but it's also pc games at the time were designed if you were going to play multiplayer it was over the burgeoning internet at the earliest mm-hmm. there weren't a there were hot seat games early before the internet sort of took off in the mid 90s but it's it still, it wasn't quite, it was like a console system like the PlayStation and the Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Those are designed to, you and your friends sit on a couch and fight each other in Street Fighter. They do have single player games, obviously. But PC gaming, it was the inverse. It was more like most of these things were, at its start, single player experiences. Multiplayer was something of an after, of a, well, not an afterthought, but an isolated thing. It's like there were very few games that did it. Like Doom did it, Quake did it, and then Unreal Tournament did it. That was sort of, I don't want to say it was it, but that was a lot of that was the the, the big things for multiplayer, and those were mostly you try to play mm-hmm. online. Like, just I think the way PC gaming works is it's not designed to have two people sitting at the same keyboard and mouse playing. So, wow, that's definitely in console games. That's like a huge selling yeah, point. Like the, the, the couch yeah. co-op is is a huge selling point because they because they know a lot of a lot of people. Like I grew up, you know, you have you have um a full family of kids, and what what better way to have everybody play together than you know having that couch co-op. Exactly. I know you mentioned GoldenEye, but like, were there any other games that were like kind of must-have games that you really wanted to give a try? Uh, there was uh, the uh, what's we call it after GoldenEye uh for the GameCube uh Wind Waker, Wind Waker, Wind Walker. Yeah, Wind Waker. Wind Waker yeah, yeah. Wind Beautiful Waker. Game. I looked at that and I was like, hmm, do I get a GameCube for this? I never <laughs> did. I never did. But um, it that was definitely a game. I was like, oh, that looks good. That looks interesting. But yeah, I mean, it would have been worth it, man. Buying a GameCube just for Wind Waker would have been worth it. But there's also a ton of good games for GameCube. 
Yeah, Sam, Sam was working as a biker at the time. I didn't make the t largest amount of money, so um, might have been worth it, but uh, rent was also worth it. Yeah, that's fair. No, I get that. I, <laughs> I enjoy video games, but only slightly less than being homeless. So yes. I, I get it. I get it. So growing up, like, did you, like, I mean, obviously I, I didn't want to make this thing like a fucking, you know, console versus PC wars or whatever, console master race, etc. But, you know, growing up, what was your opinion of like the other, of like the other guys of the other console? Like you, you you're kind of like, there's this huge, like Sega does what Nintendo and like, you know, they had the console wars. And then I feel like you guys were just kicking back, like, all right, we're, we, we got our, we got the superior product here. Uh, that's not too far from the truth. Um, like I said, when I grew up, it was it was strange. Like, and I know other people my age and sort of same middle class background had the same experience where they did have friends who had tons of consoles, but I never really got exposed much to consoles. And the yeah, I was aware there were different types. I, was, I knew about the Super Nintendo. I knew about the PlayStation 3DO. All these kinds of things. Ooh, and, the 3DO. Yeah, you know, fancy. Dropping. I know that's uh, that's a name dropping. Out. A friend of mine had a 3DO, and I remember it had like one good game on it. I think it was Rash or something. But, Virtual um, Fighter, I believe, was on it. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't. I think I would have been more jealous if I had been exposed earlier to consoles and people playing consoles. But since I just mm -hmm. never was, it was never like I didn't really think about consoles. I was like, oh yeah, that's that video game system that they like, and that's fine. But I've got. PC at my home that my dad's PC, my mom's PC or whoever bought it. And yeah, like I, it was, it was, like you said, I, I, I don't want to sound like a snob, but I just didn't really think about console gaming too much mm -hmm. until I played like GoldenEye with some friends. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is a lot of fun. And I wanted, I want to have this at home so that I can A, practice because they were crazy good. And B, <laughs> um, just like go through the solo missions and do stuff like that because it was great. And uh, same with the. I'm gonna say arguably the better game, Perfect Dark, that came out afterwards. Oh, oh, for sure. Fundamentally, it's it's a better game yeah. overall. It doesn't have the a the license, like they they couldn't get the license mm -hmm. for uh for for the Bond name, but uh, that definitely hurt it. But I mean, it 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 definitely was never as popular as Goldeneye, but it's for sure in every way a better game from from the storyline to the uh the level design the multiplayer, the, the multiplayer yeah exactly the multiplayer like there's so many options and shit and you could like you know pretty much do whatever you want in, in that and that the laptop Absolutely. gun the, Absolutely. Lap, the laptop gun was fucking sick yep i don't know what else do you want from me but yeah as far as pc game like i kind of said it before where like there was like there's almost like kind of like this like like this unknown i don't know i always thought like oh like you know you got to install games and like anytime i anytime i tried on like my home computer there'd always be like a fucking issue there'd be something and i'd have to like do some work around to get shit working and it was always like just like a hassle like i'm sure if i had a better computer it would have been a lot more of an easier like a plug and play type thing but i just remember it was always like yeah you got to fucking install shit and you got to make sure you have space and then you got to like change the settings to make it all low res while i just love the simplicity of the console back in the day where it's like i got a new game i can slap that shit in the top of my super nintendo that is already plugged in and i'm playing like you know what i mean i didn't have to do anything i didn't have to install it i didn't have to like go through some book and like find some word in a paragraph that's the the cd key or whatever um there was just a simplicity to it that i loved and i guess as i said there was that that unknown of the pc that always just kind of 
irked me a little bit, I guess. But also, I knew that's where, like, the good shit was. And when I did get my hands on, like, friends PCs that were good, it always, I was always like, yeah, like, like, look at this. Like, I remember playing Unreal Tournament back in the day. Um, was it Unreal Tournament, was it 2001, I guess, was around? They released around? Yeah, they released one, and I think it was Unreal Tournament 2001. Or was it Unreal Tournament 2000? I don't know. It was around the year two thousand. That was the second one. That was, like they had an Unreal tournament that came out. I think in ninety. I want to say like seven, eight, something like that. Two years before, and then they refined it for Unreal Tournament two thousand. Yeah. So so it was it was it was that one, and I just remember going to my buddy's place and just playing like like that game. To me, I remember playing that game, and like he had like a decent um pc and i remember playing that game being like i've never seen graphics this good in my Mm -hmm. entire life and i I, like i know everybody always says like first time they saw zelda they thought that whatever but i just i remember looking at it and be like yeah like graphics aren't getting much better than this like this is this is the best and like little did i know so generally now i know that you have been a little bit more of a PC gamer, but generally now, how how do you play your... Sorry, a console gamer is what I meant to say, not a PC gamer. Um, how do you play your games now? Mostly on a PC. Uh, I switched back to PC gaming probably two, three years ago or something like that. From console gaming almost exclusively for... Well, over a decade easily yeah i'd say i mostly play on a pc now because we're at the point now where nine out of ten triple a titles come out on the pc and there's also a great back uh sorry there's a great big back catalog backlog no yeah back catalog, catalog. yeah, yeah I got a you. back catalog of games on uh various uh, things like steam or epic or whatever and tons and, of free games like you sign up for all these launchers yeah. and you're getting tons of free games all the time for whatever I, I like the tons of free games, but I gotta say, I'm also, I don't want to sound, like, I, 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 a game has to really grab me, and I think only once or twice have I gotten a free game that really grabbed me. Like, I've, I've looked at things and gone, like, oh, this is interesting, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, there's just so many more options on a PC versus a console, but there is also the great arms race you're having with yourself where you're constantly like okay i've got a good graphics card now but i'm gonna need to get a better one in two years you know i'm gonna think Mm -hmm. meanwhile the ps4 i bought back in 2014 when it first came out i think it was 2014 it's the same thing and it still works just fine i I do actually still play some games on the console uh, for the exclusives and shit hell yeah yeah, well, also, um, uh, I have some friends who like to play Call of Duty games on the console, so I play, I'm, we're playing World War II right now, and as I also mentioned, yeah, you were right about the exclusives, like, the Persona games are, well, I think one just got released on the Steam, but Persona 5's only on the PlayStation, and it's a great game, so I'm playing it there when I feel the urge. Yeah, pretty much the only games I've played on the PS4 recently are exclusives, like, well, I mean, yeah. uh, Red Dead at the time was an exclusive. Well, not exclusive, but it wasn't on was PC. Got- no, no, it was on it was on Xbox as well, but I meant like right. not on PC. Right, um, consoles, yeah. Yeah, and then Spider Man, Horizon, um, Last of Us, as I said in the last podcast. Um, so it's been mostly yeah. It's like if I can play it on a PC now, it's like why the hell wouldn't I play at you know constant mm-hmm. sixty FPS with a with a nice looking resolution and and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But I mean, there is something to be said about the consoles, like you said. Like I have the same PS4. It sounds like a fucking jet engine when I turn it on. Like Ooh, like yeah, even when I just turn it on, yeah, it's loud as hell. But yeah, it's the same PS4 that like I believe it's a Gen One PS4, and it's been working since day one. And I've played fucking thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours on that on that console. Yeah. But one thing you did touch on earlier, actually, that I just want to kind of circle back on is one thing that um 
only recently consoles have really kind of caught up with is like the digital marketplace and you know launchers be it you know steam is the obvious big one or like epic game store you got the ubisoft one what's the fucking ubisoft one um you play you play thank you whatever origin origin yeah so you have all of them right and like the digital distribution model has been there for pc for so long like the the pc steam summer sale that's you know always been a huge thing uh, a, a huge thing bigger in other years obviously than it is now but um yeah it's like only recently like that was always one thing that pc had an advantage over um console is that you have steam or you know steam was pretty much the only launcher back in the day or the only one that people really used but you have this huge back catalog of games and it was like a new game comes out you weren't at the mercy of like oh shit like walmart sold out blah 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 whatever you could just always download the game whatever and now that you know internet speeds have gotten better and better that's an even better thing so it's it's interesting seeing how consoles have had to play catch up over the years because of that but i'd say now they're pretty much pretty good other than like obviously there's like the whole exclusivity thing but now you see the almost like console wars 2.0 with all the launchers you know what i mean you see epic game store being aggressive in it by offering all these exclusives offering like a dump truck full of money to all these developers to uh release exclusively or timed exclusives on the uh, epic game store so it's almost like you see playstation and xbox kind of playing together now and kind of playing nice while now you see almost like as i said this console war 2.0 happening with all these game launchers on pc that's true um i've i've had steam since it pretty much started i or fairly early on i think i got it in 2004 it may have been around a long time before that but that's kind of when i got exposed to it um the the thing is it's, it's a weird war where it doesn't there are people who are loyalists between like, oh, I'm a Steam only or I'm an Epic only. But me personally, if Epic offers a game that I want and Steam doesn't, I'll go with Epic. Uh, if um, Steam offers a game and Epic doesn't go Steam, I'm not really loyal to the, the uh, thing. But it's how do I describe this? It's like it doesn't when, impact you that much. It's it's a thing you click on your on your toolbar yeah. to open a thing that opens the game you want to play. Yeah, I definitely don't have, like, brand loyalty to it like uh, I do. I'll admit, I do have brand loyalty when it comes to consoles. I'm looking forward to the PS5. I'll probably pick it up. With PCs, I don't really have a loyalty to a launcher other than convenience of I have Steam. If something's on Steam, it's easy for me to download it. I don't... I. The funny thing is that Steam still uses... You sometimes often have to go through a launcher anyways. Like, if you buy Assassin's Creed games, an EA game, or a... Yeah or a Ubisoft game, it'll still launch Origin, and it'll still launch Uplay. Launch Uplay. Uh, but when it comes to consoles, I don't... I do actually have a loyalty to PlayStation right now, I'll openly admit it. Not that Xbox makes bad games, or it's a bad system, or anything like that, it's just I've used PlayStation so much, and their price point was good for the PS4. It, it's funny, I don't have that kind of loyalty when it comes to PCs, games, but I do with consoles. Sorry, a bit of a rambling response. No, no, I, I appreciate every second of it. I'm going to build off what you're going to say. For me, I, I would agree. Like, I'm definitely a bit of, like, a PlayStation... Not, I'm not going to say fan. I'm more of, like, a Nintendo fanboy, if anything, even though I don't own a fucking Switch. Yeah, like, I definitely have a bit of loyalty to PlayStation, definitely over Xbox. Like, I've never really owned an Xbox, but some of that is 
like all my you know trophies are tied to it i've had the same account since ps3 so i've had the account for god knows how long so it's like the same account the same trophies it's like do i want really want to switch over now but um as far as like launcher loyalty i'm going to agree with you personally like i know a lot of people like steam has a lot more functionality and a lot more options and functions overall than specifically epic game store i'll compare it to like they have you know they there's just more uh social things there's like the reviews um there's so many different things that steam has that i personally don't use but i can see how other people would use those things and be like this is a superior product like steam is a superior product than um or service i should say than the the other ones epic game store or whatever so i i can see how some people would me personally i agree with you it's a thing that i click on my desktop to open the game i want to play like i don't really give a shit sometimes they give me a free game and i'm like thanks while i say that i there are things where you have to be careful where it's like if epic game store keeps offering all these huge exclusivity deals where it's timed exclusives or they're completely exclusive on their platform you're going to see them take a larger and larger market share one thing i will give them credit for is they do give a better percentage of the profit to the developer than steam does i know it's like a few percentage points more i think it's like nine and twelve or something Comple that could be completely wrong but it's it's anyway i know that epic does it a little bit better but I'm just worried that eventually you're going to see, like, if this continues, like, Epic might have, like, a monopoly, and then they can do and set prices and do whatever the fuck they want, because they're like, fuck you, you're coming to us anyway, type thing. That's what I'm worried about. Well, I mean, that's the position Steam's been in for at least a decade. It was, it controlled the online purchasing market, especially, I would say, that's it was probably in the that's last, true. like, eight, ten years that broadband went from fairly common to almost ubiquitous right like I, I know it's not universal i know there's still a lot of people who don't have broadband but when it for the like epic just showed up and started challenging steam so aggressively I think the, aggressively and i think in a way that's good that you have some competition in a in a marketplace for a, a thing like steam or for something like this but again at the end of the day i'm not really concerned about like, if tomorrow Steam went under, or didn't go under, but, like, suddenly Epic was able to offer all the, you were able to transfer your Steam account over or something like that, or hmm. Steam, went, I, I don't know. Like, there, at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, I want to play this game. How do I launch it? I double-click on Steam, and then I click on the name, and I press play. How do I want to launch this game? I double-click on the Epic game launcher, and then I press this. It, it doesn't really make a huge difference mm -hmm. to me, sort of thing. So, if it... If one of them became a monopoly, which Steam had pretty much for the longest time, I it's probably not going to make a huge difference. And the one thing that, with every passing year, there are more and more back titles to the uh, play. Like there's more uh, games get like thousands of games get released every year. So next year there'll be thousands of games that got released year, this year that you can look at if you were interested in playing in all kinds of genres and uh styles or whatever so i think with pc gaming unless they somehow shut that off it's very hard for them to start overcharging even though they are expensive right now and i think the price is going to go up shortly i remember reading an article about that how like in america it's going to go from 69 to 79 or something like that. i heard like, that's going to affect yeah. us too for sure yeah absolutely. we've already absolutely. been we've already had, we already got that bump um that ten dollar bump how long ago like six years ago or something like that something I like remember, that yeah. i remember that we got that that ten dollar bump 
yeah, in, in the end, I'm just not, I'm not that concerned about because I'm not super loyal to Steam beyond simply the convenience of it. So if Epic only became the dominant place and Epic had all the games I'd want to play, not Steam, fine, I'm buying them from Epic. Uh, so long as the price point doesn't dramatically cha drastically change. And I have a feeling that wouldn't work because the one thing about the PC gaming community is that they're very... If there's a problem or something annoys them, they will You'll jump hear on about it. it. Yeah, so I think the moment Epic started like saying, "Oh, you know what? We're we're offering the same games as Steam, but we're adding ten bucks onto the price," like they would go ballistic. Like it's like, "Oh, we're raising instead of like seventy nine 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 for new releases, now we're be ninety nine ninety nine because we're Epic and we dominate the marketplace." People would get mad. And the other thing is, is PC gaming has the shadowy, horrible. I do not condone this world of piracy. So if you start charging too much for a game, people will just download it illegally. And mm -hmm. there's there's ways to crack every get by any DRM or whatever uh, uh, copy protect they have now. So in a way, they like to keep the prices low and they like the convenience of Steam and Epic because it just motivates people who are going who potentially are going to buy a video game to buy a video game instead of pirating it i mean if they're talking about like some 10 year old kid whose parents will let them use a credit card they're going to pirate the game you're just not going to be able to stop that but when they're aiming at the end the fact that gaming video gaming in general not just on pc on consoles is starting to skew older and older like i'm <clears throat> in my early 20s and how dare you and like at this point i have a job i have an income i when i want a game i just naturally buy it and i think it's against their interest to make it too expensive or too monopolistic i guess yeah long story short i think on pc it's not it's it could become a new monopoly under epic i doubt that strongly first of all just because how it ingrained steam is into it but also if somebody was sort of try and start super squeezing pc gamers they would just say okay we're gonna stop buying your games are just going to start stealing your games there's nothing you're gonna be able to do about it you know it's unlike consoles which i don't know how easy it is to crack a console or get illegal well actually you might be able to answer this question on a console if you wanted to steal a game is that easy to do no like not since like ps2 really i feel like like ps2s i remember everybody like ps1s especially ps2s like xbox but like i don't know i i, I don't think anybody really pirates games anymore I, I don't know i honestly i have no mm -hmm. idea if it's like a drm thing or or like they they finally did it and it's just too much of a thing to do but i don't really know anybody like i remember back in the day you used to go to like you know pacific mall or whatever and they have like crazy like huge like sections of like ps2 games all over and shit Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bluffs and Nerfs podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the Mind Refinery channel and follow us across all social media platforms.